Welcome to the big podcast. The big podcast. Yeah, the, the biggest podcast. So big, it can't go on the radio because it's just right. too damn good and too damn big. Yeah, if we change the name to Too Big for Radio? Yeah, it's. I mean, all, all that is accurate. All that is accurate. Uh, for whatever reason you're listening, we're glad that you are uh, with you. It's Mike and Molson. This Too Good for Radio podcast. Uh, and uh, Mike, you just got back from Disney. Then I did. That's why we didn't have a new episode for all you fine folks to enjoy last week. I, I spent some time at Disney World. And Johnny, you know, the wife and I go there often. We enjoy it. But I saw something this latest trip that I have never seen before in all my trips to Disney World. Here's did what Goofy's broke his head fall off. <laughs> no, no, it did not. I did not have the magic ruined because that's always the worst thing that you can think can happen. Of like when they're dancing around, it's like. And oh, the childhood joy just goes away. You're like, wait a minute. Who's that weirdo underneath there? Right. Um, Some sweaty no, college kid. <laughs> and that's usually what it is. That's, that's getting paid a pittance. Uh, and right. you're like, how do I let my kid hug this thing all the time? No, <laughs> the situation arose. My wife and I were in line for some photos. We went to uh, a Halloween party that allows grownups to dress up within the Magic Kingdom and judge. Go ahead. Flame me in the comments. Do what you will. I understand the ridiculousness of it, but I still fully embrace it. But we're standing there in line and I noticed something going on in front of us, like a a few people in front of us in line. There are three individuals. There is a woman with two men with her. Now, I had assumed that it was a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend and maybe a sibling of either the the man in question or the female in question is what I had assumed. Okay. Okay. So all of a sudden, um, they gets to be their turn to take the photo and the, the Disney workers like, okay. And it's just one man and the woman go out to take a picture and the other man, the other gentleman stays back. And I was like, okay, she gives a hug to this guy and then they smooch on the lips. So I'm like, okay, that must be, that must be the spouse. In this particular relationship. So the photographer goes, okay, done with this. And she goes, no, 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 we're not. And brings in the other gentleman. But the previous gentleman who she just smooched on the lips then goes out of frame. And it's just her and this other gentleman. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's a sibling's trip too. I, I'm, I'm kind of confused and you can see the gears working in the photographers <laughs> as well. Right. Right. And all of a sudden the first pose is a hug. You're like, okay. And then the hug was a little weird for brother and sister. And then the gears really start to go for me and the photographer, because the next pose is she's smooching this guy in the lips. Oh, and immediately it dawn, okay. dawns on me. I have seen a thruple out in the wild. Don't, I mean, really, you're going to spring that on the photographer? Correct. Like, the, and then the photographer is flummoxed. That's not fair. No, it's not. Because he's used to, like, having to deal with crying kids or maybe families in the middle of a meltdown. He doesn't know to ha- how to handle a thruple in the middle of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> wow. And so I'm, I'm, I'm as dumbfounded as the photographer is. Now, I don't make mention of this to my wife because I assume... That she has seen it all transpire as well, but she, you know, isn't saying anything. So I'm like, well, you know, maybe she just doesn't want to talk about it here. And I understand that. Whatever. Fast forward the next night we were on the monorail and son of a bitch. If those thruples don't show up on the monorail, 
And I turn to my wife, I go, oh my God, the thruples are back. And she's like, what? And I, and I regale her the story I just regaled to, to you. And she's like, holy crap. And she noticed something I didn't in this particular interaction with the thruple. She had both men wearing the same t-shirt to match her outfit. Ew. Did I, was, was there some type of weird religious sect there that I didn't know about? Wow. See, in that weird, and, and you know, everybody is all upset because Disney, I don't know, showed a lesbian in a cartoon or something. Uh, that's nothing. No, nothing compared yeah, to the thruples walking around. It just threw me for, like the, the look on the photographer's face. Like when he wrapped up that photo shoot, yeah. he was so relieved to see a normal. I don't want to say that's abnormal. I don't want to judge anyone, but it was just weird to, to see out in the yeah. wild because, you know, we talk about it quite a bit, but he was so relieved to see a family of four and go, thank God there's not going to be even weird kissing going on in this particular one. Right. I just want to get my night over with. I'm done with this throupling. He doesn't put those pictures up on his website as an example of his work, does he? I don't think so. I would hope yeah, not. not. I mean, it goes yeah. to Disney. I, I don't know if Disney scrubs him and goes, oh, this is a little, this is a little crazy. <laughs> Thank God. It was, like, at least they went one at a time. It would have been even yeah. worse if there would have been like a three-way makeout at the Magic Kingdom. That's when I think even Mickey would have been like, oh, stop it right there. We're yeah. open, but not that open. <laughs> Wait, didn't we just have a story about somebody doing some not safe for work TikToks at uh, Disney? What, what is happening to the, what is happening to this magical place? It goes back to your your premise that you made in the yeah. last uh, podcast episode that we dropped that by the year 2030, we're all going to have been in a porn. And yeah, I guess we're just one step right close. Yeah, it really does. Especially when, when Thruppling enters the Magic Kingdom, that's when you go, OK, I think I've seen it all now at the Magic Kingdom. So, uh, yeah, that that was uh, one of the biggest takeaways uh, from the Disney trip was, was seeing a Thrupple live in the wild. Well, there's another kingdom that uh, is in upheaval right now uh, over in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, we're in uh, Queen Elizabeth, of course, dead. And now we have a king. Oh, God. King Charles. King Charles Third. I like somebody on Twitter said uh, Canada is about to get really ugly money. <laughs> Very true. That's the thing you don't uh, realize. It's like they got to reprint all this money now. For years, they've been just sitting back and being like, just roll with the queen. She's still around and now everyone's got to go back to work and be like, son of a, now we're going to put this ugly mug on, on coins. Now, Queen Elizabeth, uh, very young when she ascended to the throne. Uh, and so we've had 70 years with, um, uh, with Prince Charles, now King Charles. And we saw him as a wild playboy. And then he married Diana Spencer and that went all sideways. And there's, you know, so we, we know a lot about him, uh, that mm -hmm. maybe we would not have known otherwise because he's always been in the, in the public eye. And apparently this is an unusually fastidious King. Um, a return to, to the monarchs of old. Of England, the stuffy, fastidious king, right? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, this is did, did any king ever do this? For example, uh, some of his um, uh, staff uh, from when he was a prince have, have come out and said he has to have his pajamas pressed every morning. His pajamas, oh. the royal what? pajamas. Who, who, his royal who is wearing pressed pajamas? The whole point of pajamas is to look, look frumpy. Right. You don't want pressed pajamas. What kind of weirdo wants that? Yeah. I mean, you can imagine they're all starched and everything. That's not comfortable. Yeah. No. 
uncomfortable. Um, I, yeah. The royal shoelaces are ironed every day because nobody Get wants <laughs> wrinkly Get. shoelaces. Get the hell out of here with that. You, t- um, you you tie them. Why do you need them ironed? I don't know. Who's 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 checking your shoelaces for wrinkles? Um, he he likes to take a bath. Of course. He and does. he insists that the bath plug is in a certain position. The, plug? Uh, the, the bath plug, plug, I said. Okay. I said bath plug. Okay, just making sure is in a certain position. Okay, uh, and the water has to just be tepid and the bathtub only half full. He does not want to scald the royal plums, as it were. <laughs> God forbid the royal plums gets get scalded. Don't want that. He has a valet who every morning will squeeze exactly one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush. Are you that? He can't even squeeze his own god dang toothbrush. No, he can't. Toothpaste. Good lord! It, it, this seems like this seems like straight out of uh, coming to America. Your royal balls are clean. <laughs> I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, I mean, this doesn't this sound? And forget that he's a king. This this just sounds unhealthy. This is like an unhealthy person. It just sounds like someone who's awful to be around. That you can't even you, you, you someone who prefers press pajamas. Iron shoelaces and please just one inch of a, a toothpaste on my on my toothbrush for me. Uh, then he goes to breakfast. Um, he has homemade bread, a bowl of fresh fruit, fruit and fresh fruit juices. Uh, if he's traveling, the breakfast box goes with him with six different types of honey, special mueslis, uh, dried fruit and anything that's a bit special that he's a bit fussy about. Supposedly, he also everything. it yeah. seems like he's a bit fussy about. Fancy boy there. Whenever he has cheese and biscuits, they need to be warmed to a certain temperature so much so that the valets keep a warming tray nearby to keep the biscuits at that perfect kingly temperature. He He, wants warm biscuits and not charred plums. Right. Um, He also, uh, when he is going somewhere, he sends ahead a box of books to unload his bed, furniture, and even pictures. Uh, He reportedly even brings his own toilet seat and must use Kleenex velvet toilet paper. Now, I will say this to go back quickly to my Disney trip. This was the first time we brought our own toilet paper. Game changer. Because hotel toilet paper, let's face facts, they cut some corners. And that's the one thing you don't want to cut the corner on. You brought your own toilet paper? Yeah, we bought a roll of Charmin with. You packed toilet paper? What's that? You packed toilet paper? Yes, (laughs) we packed our own toilet paper. You want to stay in a regular routine. You don't want anything messing it up. That one ply just won't do. So I'm I'm okay with him bringing his own toilet paper. The toilet seat is a step beyond, though. What, what, where are you staying that the toilet paper is that bad? Any hotel. If you tell me a hotel that you've gone to that you've been like, wow, I, can I call the front desk to see what kind of toilet paper they're using in this restroom? Cause I need to buy it in bulk. No, but I've never been so put out by the toilet paper that I would think ahead to pack my, that, that's ridiculous, Mike. <laughs> you call it ridiculous. I call it living in comfort. The last thing I want is the one ply stuff going on and then itchy and then the florida heat i don't want that i I want my bum to be nice and comforted with my my with my charmin plus 
if I'm staying at like a janky Super 8 or something, I don't want to throw Super 8 under the bus here. Maybe it, it's going to be a little off, but really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, out of all the things you've said, it's the one I can agree with with King Charles on is bring your own damn toilet paper. Yeah. You'll feel but be- you'll feel better off. But I don't need someone pressing my pajamas or ironing my shoelaces or sending the, the toilet seat. A toilet seat is a toilet seat, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of toilet seats they give you in Buckingham Palace. Maybe By the, way, the cushion ones. Remember when those were a rage? Like oh, the yeah. cushion toilet seats? Terrible. I don't yeah. know. I, my, my old man needed one and terrible. Like, I'm like, what am I doing here? This is awful. Right. It's like the first time in your life, your rear end sweats by itself. <laughs> True. You, know? like yeah. you, didn't, you didn't realize you had sweat glands on your ass. Until you get the padded toilet seat. You're like, like why, is, why is my butt this? all wet? <laughs> <laughs> no one should enjoy this. No so, one. And uh, his his favorite meal, I guess, I guess every morning he also just likes to have cheesy scrambled eggs. Um, uh, and his favorite meal, though, sounds kind of good, is a, um, a, mu- uh, a wild mushroom risotto with lamb. Uh, mm-hmm. But he but the mushrooms must be sourced from his own estate. You, so, can't, go, you can't go to the Royal High V and get a mushroom for, for the king you can't you can't go what what is it that they love around here to go the morel mushrooms oh, the morels, yeah. yeah he would he would have no use for that see that that's just a step beyond so we are uh, on the brink of an insufferable king that's for sure speaking of insufferable i did want to mention this quickly there is a story i, I just glanced over out of detroit okay where you used to reside uh, about an individual who is turning in his Detroit Lions season tickets because just too many fights are breaking out in the stands. Now, this particular gentleman said it's not just football stadiums where fights are breaking out. Smith pointed out that not all football fans encounter such foolishness, as he says a fight broke out. In, it's not just football fans, I should say, because he says he also witnessed a fight break out inside the Fox Theater recently during a Mannheim steamroller show. <laughs> His quote is thus, when you start seeing fights at a Mannheim steamroller concert, there's a problem. Yeah, were they trying to get out? And That's somebody what was I'm saying. The door? Yeah, I would have started throwing punches too. I think fists should always be thrown at a Mannheim steamroller concert, but only at the band. So they yeah. can stop, because it's, it, it's in their wheelhouse now, right? This, is, this becomes a time where they start being everywhere. And I just want to punch a TV whenever I hear their their crap. It's a uh, yeah uh, the, yeah. It's I I, do, I do have, have never fully understood uh, the appeal to Mannheim Steamroller. And uh, yeah, if I if I woke up and suddenly I'm in a uh, in a in a concert, I'm yeah I'm, I'm going to start punching. I'm going to kick. I'm going to punch. I'm going to throw whatever needs to be done to get the hell out of there. I'm assuming yeah. that's what happened. I'm assuming that fight broke out not because someone wanted to get closer. To Mannheim Steamroller, it was someone who was drugged and then awoken uh, uh, inside a Mannheim Steamroller concert and had to fight their way out of it. Yeah, they got dragged in. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yep. That, that's the only way that happens. I don't see because we all know who the Mannheim Steamroller fans are, and I don't see them really throwing a fisticuff. No, right? No, yeah. agreed. I, I don't I don't see that. I don't see that. So if you were ever stuck, though, Johnny, in a unending loop of Mannheim Steamroller songs. I assume you would probably want to take your life. Yeah. And uh, this poor guy in um, 
the Philippines, was just about to end it all. He had just, he had had it. I don't know what was going on there. Probably, uh, yeah, probably was uh, doing some early Christmas shopping and Mannheim Steamroller uh, popped on or something. And he said, I've had it. And I'm done. He's like, Red Soul Vine just played after Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to go see Jesus tonight, like the little kid that sat on Santa's lap. The so sweet he, release. He decided he was going to end it all by just hurling himself from the third floor in a uh, shopping mall, which really, I don't think third floor is going to quite do it. It might hurt a lot. You might really break a bone or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best way to go about it, because also that leads to collateral damage, right? right. That leads to individuals who, you know, may care about you or, or, or trying to talk you down or just people minding their own business getting hit. And then all of a sudden something bad happened to them that they didn't want happening. So he stands there on the ledge, yells goodbye, cruel world, swan dives off. Uh, but much to his disappointment, there just happened to be a display of mattresses on sale. Uh, just below him. And so instead of dying, he just sort of went thump and just landed. And I know I shouldn't laugh because of the oh, context. That's, that's funny. But, but should whatever mattress company that, that he landed on use that as an advertisement? <laughs> Our mattresses are literally life-saving. Yeah. Uh, you can jump from a third floor balcony and still feel the comfort of a Serta or Posturepedic or whatever it may be. So call now. And I guess there's video of it somewhere online. I'm just seeing a still picture here, but uh, that's what we do. We, you know, when something, something horrific happens, you don't uh, say, oh my gosh, stop that man. You, know, you get your, your phone out <laughs> and say, I got to get this. This is going to be cool. The only um, thing that makes this story funnier is if he jumped off and there was a trampoline sale below him. <laughs> Just put him right back where he started. <laughs> right back where he's, he's, like, he's like, son of a. Ah. Uh, in the video, it can be seen mall personnel immediately assisted the, the man who jumped from the third floor. And uh, a ro- it says a roving security officer uh, also witnessed it. They brought the man to the clinic. He's in stable condition and uh, really, really pissed that he's still alive. It's like, Damn yeah. it. Why am I here? I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be there. Exactly. Out of all the places for me to land, son of a biscuit. Um, quickly, before we uh, get to a Reddit, am I the a-hole here in the Mike and Molson Two Gift Radio podcast? You know, Johnny, over the years, we have really been the forefront of monkey news. Right. Yes. When, when people think of breaking news involving chimpanzees, gorillas, monkeys, they think Mike and Molson. And so uh, a listener, a big, a big shout out to one of our listeners, Carrie, sent me a story about a Ukrainian chimpanzee. Chichi is his name, which is a fantastic name, by the way, I think, for a chimpanzee. Would you agree? I agree. So Chichi, when Russia started to invade the Ukraine, they moved Chichi from his zoo because he wasn't safe there. So they put him in a different kind of enclosure. Well, Chichi escaped and they were trying to coax Chichi back and be like, come on back, Chichi. And Chichi's like, "Nah, you know what? I like it being out here in the wild. This has been this has been fun for me. All of a sudden, rain shower hits. And Chi-Chi's like, well, maybe I need some cover. So the zookeeper was out looking for Chi-Chi, gives Chi-Chi a yellow raincoat. So very, very curious George vibes going on. And but they still won't get Chi-Chi still is like a a toddler refusing to like walk down the aisle of a supermarket, just kind of lies there and like, nope, I'm not coming with you. They eventually coax Chi-Chi to come back to the enclosure where they need to keep Chi-Chi by offering up the zookeeper's bike that they rode out 
to try to get Chi Chi in the first place to find him. And so there is a fantastic photo along with the article of Chi Chi being pushed by three people while Chi Chi is living his best life on top <laughs> of this bike, just like pedaling away. Like he, like he is at the, the, oh, yeah. the euphoria that he is experiencing is one. I wish we all could reach at some point. Good for Chi Chi. Yes. Good for Chi Chi. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, by the every, way, every monkey right. in captivity deserves a bike, you know? Agreed. I think you're right. They they deserve that. And if you want, you can uh, put them inside those little, um, they have them at the state fair, you know, the, the little like uh, circles where the motorbikes go around. Mm-hmm. If they, if, if oh, they want to do fun. that, if they want to do that, like a nitro circus with chimps, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that someone had to help him though. I mean, if he can't figure out how to balance that thing, then yeah, he's, he's not a very good monkey. I tell you what I'm not disappointed in though. The fact that Ukraine has chimps on bicycles. Russia just bears on unicycles. And yeah. I think chimps on bicycles wins out all the time. Well, uh, you know, who knows how, depending on how this war goes, uh, Russia may not have anything. That's very true. Very true. And we end the, uh, this particular episode of the podcast with the, am I the a-hole from Reddit? Mm-hmm. It begins thusly. Me, 22 female, my mom, 37 year old female, had me really, really young. My dad was never in the picture. She's still very beautiful, and people say we look like sisters. For as long as I can remember, my mom was a very hardworking and independent woman. She takes pride on not letting any man or her family have any financial chain on her, which is super awesome. I admired her until she got on her high horse. Here's where things go awry, Johnny. My longtime boyfriend, 24, comes from a very wealthy family, so he tends to shower me with gifts and surprises. My mom doesn't like it. For her, I'm always relying on his money, which is not true. I have two jobs, one at school and one part-time. A few months ago, one of my cousins introduced the terms sugar daddy and sugar baby to my mom. From that moment on, she was sure that my situation is that, which, which it is not. I've tried to explain to her that my relationship is genuine, that my boyfriend and I are loving partners, and that he's not my bag of money but she doesn't understand. My boyfriend thinks I should just ignore her because we both know what's really happening behind doors, but it's kind of hard, and I feel like she respects me less because she feels I'm a sugar baby and it's my sugar daddy. Now, he's 24, she's 22. I don't know if that constitutes sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship. Not, I'm, I have very little experience with it, but that does seem uh, that, that that's, not, that's not the traditional sugar daddy baby scenario. So fast. Did I answer that okay? Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> very, very non-committal there. I do not know of these such things, but I will say this does not seem to fit that particular nomenclature. Let us move on with the story, if we shall, here within the podcast. Here's what happens next, Johnny. Well, uh, she has been seeing Ben. So her mom's 37. So mom had her at 15. Mom's 37. She's 22. She's been seeing this new guy, Ben, who's a 45-year-old man, for a few months now. And he's always giving my mom nice stuff, flowers every week, jewelry, cards, going out to nice places, etc. My mom is really happy and I'm happy for her. But I notice the hypocrisy, but I haven't said anything because it wasn't my intention to bring my mom down. So she's like, oh, you like being showered with gifts, do you? Oh, man. Yesterday, Yesterday, my boyfriend got us matching rings, and while he was in the bathroom, my mom made a small sugar baby comment 
And like divine justice, she received flowers from Ben at the same time. So matching rings. Mom says, oh, it must be nice being a sugar baby. All of a sudden, mom's new boyfriend has flowers arrive. Uh, and the flower said that he'll take her someplace nice. And she didn't have to worry about anything but looking pretty. Sugar she daddies. Was, sugar daddies. Here's what happens. She <laughs> was she was smiling. And I said, good. Now we're both sugar babies, mom. <laughs> Yes, her, her smile dropped and said it wasn't funny and that it was different. No, I just left with my boyfriend, but she texted me saying we need to talk and I need to apologize because, quote, it's not the same. Is the 22 year old daughter here the a-hole? I think our laughter and our response says who the a-hole is in that story. No, I think she was. I, yeah, I, I think she was asking for some kind of uh, retort and she walked herself right into it. I mean, how do you how do you not do that? I mean, that is that is laying right there. I mean, that is like right in the strike zone. You swing at that one when that, that is put in front of you. Yeah, especially when your mom is kind of laid it on thick. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're working, you're at college, you're working a part time job. It's a boyfriend you've been with for a while. It's not like the girl, the daughter's 22 and the boyfriend's 68. No. Right. I mean, he she just happened to start fall in love with someone who happens to have affluence and likes to show it. And the mom was just upset by it. And all of a sudden, the mom finds herself in a situation like that. And I, I'm with you. The daughter had to say something. Oh, yeah. Right, right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. You exactly. don't hesitate. No. When you see that right in the crosshairs, boom, you, you, get, you got to. And I That's don't, a gift. I, I, oh, that God. never happens. No, that was divine intervention. Oh, it's, yeah. rare, it's rare when you have a situation fall in your lap like that. And when it does, you must take advantage. And I and I think the mom's only upset because she got caught and she got called out. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she. Yeah. No, it's it. No, absolutely not. You're fine. You did the right thing. I would have been disappointed if she hadn't. Yeah. Had this story been like, then the flowers came and I thought about saying it, but I didn't. I just love the way she said it. The way the way she said it. Good. Now we're both sugar babies, mom. <laughs> Sticking the knife in there like. Eh. That now is the I way got to her. do it. Good that for is, her. Yeah, that is fantastic. I don't know who uh, is living their better life. Her when that falls in her lap or Chi Chi on his bike. I'm not quite sure. Look, I, I, I'm all for taking the high road when appropriate and just, uh, you know, uh, you know, when when they go low, you go high. But man, there are just times you've just got to pull that trigger. And she did. And that was the time you did it. Good for her. I am very and proud of her. And now you just need to find something on the cousin who brought up the term in the first place to the yeah, mom. Yeah. You got to you got to find some way to stick it to the cousin now and then all will be right in the world. It has been a pleasure walking down this path of too good for radioness with all of you. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I hope you're listening. Uh, I hope tell, you're your, listening. tell your yeah, friends, smash the like button, whatever you're supposed to do. And it always, always travel with your own toilet paper. <laughs>